right on. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um, we can go ahead and get started. Kind of had a interlude music to kick off the Chisel chat, which is fun. Figured out how to do that last week, which is fun. Ooh, that's very professional. Yeah, I try. Um, so thank you to all the attendees that are joining this week's live Chisel chat. Um, as a reminder, these live Chisel chats, they're just a 20 minute conversation with myself and someone else on the Chisel team. Um, potentially we could also do people outside of Chisel. I'd love to get there someday. Um, and it really it's just meant to be kind of a quick overview of tactics and strategies that you can use within your digital advertising campaigns. Um, we definitely understand that, you know, the strategy and everything is changing very quickly. So we want to make sure that we're there for you as you're kind of going through your optimizations and going through the month. Um, so these are hosted every Tuesday at noon mountain time. Um, again, with myself, I'm Megan Sullivan Jenks, um, head of marketing. And this week we have Mel Worthman. Mel, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Um, my name is Mel. Um, I've been with Chusel um, going on five years now, um, which um, has been obviously a lot of fun um, to grow along with our company. Um, I'm originally from the Northeast, so I speak at the speed of light. Um, I've never met a dog I didn't like, and um, now obviously also live in Denver, um, just a couple blocks away from the Chusel headquarters. Um, and I am a senior account manager here at Chusel, um, primarily working with accounts in um, the Southeast. Um, so Atlanta to um, Miami, essentially, um, and Chicago as well. So yeah, it's my job to work with independent agencies and direct brands um, and make their jobs easier when it comes to executing digital advertising. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Uh, so today I wanted to kind of just talk with Mel about um, just some inventory options that are available with Connected TV. Um, I think we jokingly said we could just talk about Mel's favorite TV shows. Um, so maybe we can add that in there. Um, but yeah, I guess to kind of kick things off, Mel, do you want to provide like a quick overview of Connected TV and um, kind of why you suggest it for your clients? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think with a lot of the uh, emerging creative channels like connected TV or streaming audio, um, they sound a lot scarier than they are. Um, it really is um, just as easy as setting up a normal um, display campaign um, to execute connected TV. Um, and as you mentioned, it's certainly uh, an emerging channel. Um, of course, there's lots of captive audiences um, right now, given the, the current situation. But um, even beyond that, uh, obviously, there's a, a big rise in the number of cord cutters. Um, as we all know, people are definitely foregoing the traditional cable package um, in favor of streaming services like Sling TV, um, Roku, um, Amazon Fire, um, things like that. Um, and all of those different streaming options are available via Chusel. So when we talk about connected TV, um, I know a lot of times in our industry, we use a lot of acronyms like CTV and OTT and et cetera, et cetera. But 
we really just mean putting ads on actual television screens. And those television screens are connected to the internet, um, hence why it's called connected TV, um, via one of three ways. So the first one is gonna be a stick. So anything that you plug into the back of your TV, um, like I have a Chromecast um, and uh, Amazon Fire Stick, your Apple TV, Roku, um, all of those that essentially plug into the HDMI port. Um, that's option number one. Option number two would be a console. So if you have an Xbox or a PlayStation, um, and again, you're streaming television on your TV via that console, um, that would be option number two. And then the third one is that um, we all know there are now plenty of smart TVs on the market that inherently have the ability to connect to the So again, connected TV ads on connected to the internet via Awesome, you broke up a little bit there, but I think that's okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. Um, so I think kind of digging into the different types of inventory that's available, I think that's like the hardest, I guess, conceptually to understand, unless you're an avid, you know, TV streamer. Um, can you explain just some of the like inventory options that are available with Connected yeah, TV? absolutely. So we access connected TV inventory for the most part via private marketplace deals. And for anyone who doesn't know, private marketplace or PMP is essentially just the halfway step between the open exchange and negotiating a direct deal with um, a specific partner. So Chusel has hundreds of pre-negotiated PMP deals um, that are specific to connected TV inventory. Um, so you would have the opportunity to, you know, serve ads exclusively on people who are streaming Hulu, uh, people who are watching, um, you know, sports on ESPN, uh, people who, like myself, are watching a lot of The Real Housewives and other um, trashy Bravo <laughs> drama TV shows um, on Sling. Um, so yeah, the inventory for the most part is aggregated at the channel level. Um, so I'm going to serve ads on HGTV um, or on ABC On Demand. Um, but a lot of times it is also aggregated based on um, the streaming provider. So Roku, Sling, Amazon Fire. Um, I think I recently saw even a couple of deals from Disney now. Cool. So can like a marketer pick a specific TV show? Like, can I just show on The Real Housewives? Um, yeah, I, I wish that we could get as specific uh, <laughs> as, uh, you know, uh, commercials that would appear during um, a break on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, for example. Um, but unless the channel or the show themselves has aggregated the inventory that way, um, again, for the most part, it's designating a channel. So I'm gonna serve ads anywhere on um, somebody who's watching HGTV, um, not necessarily exclusively during House Hunters, uh, but there are definitely plenty of options to try at least to align your um, placements with um, the content that you think your core audience would consume. Um, I know yeah. we do have a couple of show specific deals like 
AMC's The Walking Dead. Um, I know in today's world, we don't have many live sports going on, but if we had, we um, certainly aggregate inventory that would appear during the Super Bowl or the Olympics. Um, so yeah, occasionally we can get as specific as the show, but uh, more often than not, we're picking placements by the channel. Yeah, and we have good news. Sports is coming back. Baseball is kicking off on July 4th weekend. We'll yeah. It. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, that's super exciting. Um, I know uh, ESPN has been showing a lot of, um, I guess we could call them secondary sports. So yeah. cornhole and, and bowling and things like that. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of audiences still engaging with um, the sports channel. And because we don't necessarily have huge Event, uh, events that are in high demand right now. Um, the CPMs for live sports connected TV um, are a little bit lower than they normally are. Yeah, and I think even, you know, baseball watchers or I think all sports, they're watching reruns of past shows or past yeah. um, games, which is fun. Um, so can you explain, like, I think, you know, the different types of inventory and, you know, kind of the targeting options? Um, are I think pretty straightforward um, but do you want to explain like I guess like the benefits that your clients see on leveraging CTV? Yeah absolutely I would say that there are two big differentiators and probably two key takeaways um, from this chat. The first one is that while traditional TV buying might have been um, you know, historically limited to some light demographic information, maybe some day parting um, and trying to saturate a specific DMA, running connected TV with Choosel allows for a lot more robust data targeting. So as we all know, um, arguably the most fun part of Choosel is the data catalog where you can find segments targeting people who are in market for a mattress, people who are um, dog lovers, um, people who are Sagittarius, whatever that means. Um, so all of that really nitty gritty data that's targeting people, um, not only by demographic information, but by their online and offline behavior all of those really, again, actionable segments that already live within Chisel's data catalog are able to be layered on top of a connected TV buy. So for example, um, if we are trying to reach people who work in advertising, um, we could try to align the content um, that we're buying on connected TV with that, I guess, you know, maybe trying to find some um, tech uh, shows or something like that. But again, yeah, as reruns of Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but as we've mentioned, um, at, even as an advertising professional, I'm more uh, than I'm more likely to be watching um, something on Bravo. So instead of necessarily trying to pick out specific channels that you think your core audience would be engaging with, I think it's a much better option to simply use the data in Choosel's data catalog um, to reach those people based on the attributes that um, you want them to have. So we could build an audience of advertising professionals and meet those people on whatever channels they're watching, such as HGTV. Um, me watching HGTV doesn't necessarily mean that I'm in market to renovate my house. Um, so again, using data from Choosel's data catalog helps ensure that your targeting is accurate. Cool. 
Um, I think that's great. Do you have any, I guess, final thoughts before I pass it over to questions that any of our audience members have? Yeah, I think um, just one more. So I, I mentioned the there are two big differentiators. Oh, right, right. Um, one, yeah, being that we can layer data on top of these buys, um, which is much different than um, the targeting capabilities um, associated with traditional TV. So we can layer on data. And then two, um, we can retarget anyone who has watched your connected TV ad. So as we know, a lot of times these placements aren't necessarily clickable. Um, I might see a video ad um, while I'm watching TV and it's a product or a service that interests me, uh, but I don't have the ability to click and engage with a landing page. So um, because Chusel offers the ability to retarget people who have simply watched your ad, it's a great way to continue the conversation in a clickable environment. Meaning we're gonna run a, camp a connected TV campaign, build up an audience of everyone who has engaged with that ad and we know they've seen our ad on their connected TV. And then we're gonna serve them a standard display ad where they could then navigate to a landing page, register for an event, um, complete a purchase, et cetera. So um, it's a great way to kind of tie all of your campaigns together in a more um, holistic way while still engaging your core audience on multiple channels. Yeah, and I think especially now, um, the multiple channel approach is um, really key because we're all kind of using different devices at different types, different times of the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that's um, essentially, yeah, Connected TV in a nutshell. And again, my two um, favorite things about our offerings specifically is the ability to get really highly targeted with data while still um, buying, you know, ultra premium content. Um, and again, the ability to uh, continue that conversation with standard ads. Well, cool. yeah, I like that retargeting idea. It's a great way to kind of balance costs as well as um, just continuing to keep the brand in front of the consumer. I'm going to open it up to any questions. Um, you can submit your questions in the chat box at the bottom of your screen. Um, you can also ask um, other favorite TV shows of Mel. Maybe I start with that. What other TV shows are you watching right now? Yeah, I, um, I fluctuate between a lot of Real Housewives um, because I need some drama in my life um, since it's just me and the dog here. Um, and then I am a, a huge sucker for Shark Tank. Uh, just can't get enough of it. And uh, they have a new season on Hulu. So it's some pretty funny products. Great. Um, so I guess the one question that we do have is, I guess, CPMs for connected TV placements. Yeah, so um, that's a great question for any of the super premium placements like Hulu or, um, you know, the MLB playoffs, we are looking at some pretty steep CPMs, uh, probably close to the 50 or $60 mark. Um, as you mentioned, Megan, coupling a connected TV campaign with a corresponding display retargeting campaign um, certainly helps to bring down the overall CPM. Um, as does supplementing your connected TV campaign with a standard online video campaign. So a lot of clients recently have been setting up one campaign with a connected TV ad group targeting super premium um, deals that are appearing on actual televisions, uh, but then supplementing that with another ad group running standard online video. Um, obviously, if a standard online video campaign has CPMs at about six or eight dollars, um, definitely helps to bring down the overall CPM. 
Um, and to make that process a little bit easier as well, what Chusel has done is we've gone through all of the connected TV deals that we have available. And I personally have grouped um, about 150 of them um, that I think are ultra brand safe, premium um, inventory sources. Um, and we've grouped them into a, a contract, a, a single one. So all of that is to say that you can essentially, again, use data from our system or any other targeting that you want to apply and then target all of our top 150 um, connected TV deals that we have available. It allows us to obviously increase the inventory um, that we're eligible to bid on, um, helps to um, keep costs lower. Um, if we're bidding on more inventory, obviously we don't have to bid as aggressively. Um, and there are certainly um, tons of um, inventory sources that have much lower CPMs. So um, Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, Food Network, TLC, HGTV, all of those are gonna be closer to the, the $30 mark. Um, so there's definitely a lot we can do to keep costs in line. Um, the, of course, as more and more inventory sources open up every day, um, the CPMs also um, have a corresponding drop. Um, so we are seeing a nice trend um, just naturally in more affordable CPMs. Um, so yeah, for all those reasons, um, we can do our best to, to definitely keep the costs in line. But always keep in mind that the trade-off is that we are, um, again, buying ultra premium placements often aren't skippable. Um, and uh, I just ran a report and out of all the campaigns um, that I'm running on connected TV right now, the average video completion rate is landing at 97%, which puts the cost per completed view as low as three to five cents. Um, so if we, again, the trade-off, <laughs> while we are definitely paying a premium on the CPM side, um, the corresponding uh, performance um, and brand awareness um, should certainly be worth it in the end. Awesome. Well, we can wrap things up. Yeah, thank you so much for joining today, Mel. Um, for everyone that's tuned in, um, join us next week. I'm chatting with our head of finance to talk more about managing budgets and how marketers can kind of allocate budgets um, kind of based on kind of business needs. So um, thank you for tuning in and um, we'll see you next week. Bye, Mel. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me.